Welcome, welcome to another episode of The Good Sign with me, your host, Donna Simintov. I am thrilled that you are here joining me again. It's been a while. Actually, it's only been a week, but it feels like a really long time. And I am so happy and excited to be sitting here with my beautiful, wonderful guest, Esty Gordon. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure, (laughs) Esty. I'm so glad. We've been trying to make this happen. I know. For months. I know. Right? And and it's amazing because we live so close by. Yes. To one another, and yet, for us to make this happen, I don't even know how what it took. That just goes to show you what life is like. <laughs> I know. It's incredible. Things get crazy. The Things. holidays get crazy, and now we're like really in the swing of winter, so we're like ready to go. <laughs> exactly. So I'm glad that we finally made it happen. <laughs> and for those of you listening that know Esty Gordon and follow her on Instagram at The Candy Guru, you know that she is an independent businesswoman who's talented and successful <laughs> and wonderful. For those of you that don't know her, you must follow her because she is such an inspiration, and that's really why I wanted to have you on the podcast because when I got to know you and I heard your story and your life and your experiences I was really impressed with you and I think that you have a lot to offer people who are listening a lot to share um, so let's get started okay okay I'm so excited. tell us firstly tell us Esty a little bit about your business as the candy guru <laughs> what is it how did it happen yeah. and how does someone get to be a business owner at such a young age so the candy guru really like started when I was in college. I honestly I knew I was like going to be an event planner and like I look back and like I totally laugh at that name because it's just like so funny but it's also just it's did just you, like who it is, who I am. Did you come now. up with that name? I came up with that, you know, when I was like when I was, you know, I was 21 and I was just doing candy tables. Like that that was it. I knew I wanted to be an event planner, but I felt like this was my way into the industry. So I, you know, was marketing myself a little bit on like, you know, a few different sites, made a Facebook. This was like before Instagram was like even a thing. So it was like just a Facebook page, set up stuff on like my parents, like dining room table, took pictures of it. And then like from there started booking a few things and whatnot. So, so you you always had a talent in terms of what was it? Like you were good with I was good with design. Mm -hmm. I was definitely creative. I'm not like someone who can sit still either. So I like always needed to be busy, always needed to be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. So I just started this thing. And then before you knew it, I was like totally like hoarding things in my parents' house. Like, you know, like buying different pieces of glassware and like always like buying stuff to the point where my dad was like, you can't have this stuff everywhere all over the house. Right. (laughs) So, you know, um, so I just had all this stuff and I was just like, I need to start using it, taking pictures with it. I, I knew what I wanted to do, but I was like kind of like taking my time on starting something. Do you think that's because you felt unsure or maybe you felt like, you know, you weren't, you didn't have the resources to go ahead with it? Yeah, I think like for me, it's, you know, starting a business when you're younger, like you don't think about all the things that go into it, like getting insurance and like what you're going to like move forward with, like, like who's going to hire you and like, how are you going to get your name out there? And how is any, like how much supplies do you need to buy? So like all those steps that need to be achieved are overwhelming. Yeah. And you could almost get like intimidated and be like, I can't handle all of those steps. Right. So what did you do in that moment where you were like about to give up because of all of that? How did you continue and not like let that intimidate you? So, um, I would say like right after my 21st birthday, I just like had like a very big change of heart. Like I was like newly going through a breakup. I was like in my last semester of college, I was like definitely a little overwhelmed with the fact that like the future was coming and you know, what's, what's going to be my next step. 
And yeah, I was like starting to apply for like full-time jobs, but I'm like, I want to like have something on my own, like just on my own. So I decided I was like, I Googled what I had to do. I found out I had to go get a DBA, I, like went to Nassau County. I like got the paperwork. I like went to the bank and like Isn't had a so notary. Cool that we live in a day and age where anything that you want to know, you can Google. You can Google. Like yeah. there's, ab- there's absolutely nothing that's like too too hard to figure out. Remember, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but when I was a kid, if I wanted information, I had to go to the library and I had to do research in the library. Yeah, so that's like a thing of the past. Yeah, now right? you're like it's all like by the by looking on your phone. It's all by looking at your phone. Yeah. it's crazy. So you yeah. were able to get all the information you needed, and you followed all the steps. I followed and all the you steps. Started your own business. Yeah. That is incredible. It's funny when you think about it too, because as you get like farther into business, you have to do all these things like incorporate and get insurance and whatnot. But like, I really started it off a $35 check that I brought to the bank (laughs) that I got like notarized on on paper. And I'm just like, wow, like here I am with a business for $35. I'm so legitimate. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing how when, when you're just starting, every penny makes you feel so special because it's yours and you earned it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, okay. if only everything costs $35, oh, you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we could talk about that from today till tomorrow. Right. So, you started the business and you were, became the candy guru. I became the candy guru. And you were what? What, what exactly yeah. is that? You were putting up the... I was doing... So, honestly, I was, like, just doing, like, candy and dessert tables for parties. That's so fun. Yeah. Are you a candy person? Do you love candy? Oh, for sure. Okay. I'm, like, dessert You're over food sure. any day <gasps> of my life. I'm exactly the opposite. You, oh, really? No, no, no. That's, like, a thing that I, I... I could live my life without dessert if oh. you just keep giving me food. I'm the type And of I person, feel like I could live my life fully on dessert and could care less about If I'm food. in a restaurant and mm-hmm. then everyone's like, okay, leave room for dessert, I'm like, no, I'd rather order another main. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm just like, what? what's the cake on the menu? That's so So you know, we'd be very good people we, to We eat. would. I could eat your maid and you could have my dessert. You want to oh go out to dinner after this? We, we should. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you. Now you have this business and you are, you're, you're young, right? You were 21. I was 21. Yeah, That's I was 21 so when cool. I started. That. You don't have yeah. no idea how people wait their whole life to feel ready and yeah. feel confident and feel like they could take that leap of faith and at such a young age, you achieved something like that. Yeah. That's really remarkable. I felt like my birthday was January 18th, and by February 6th, I, like, did the papers. Wow. Like, I just felt, and it had nothing to do with, like, being 21. Like, it was just, I was like, how many, like, how long am I going to wait? Like, wh- why am I waiting? I'm tired of waiting because <laughs> at 21, I'm tired, tired of waiting. Like, I was like, I know that this is what I want to do, so, like, let's just do it. And if it does like... It's okay that it like could But take the a message long time. is so great because the message really is for anything in life, right? Like why yeah. wait? If you yeah. are if you have a passion, just oh. go for it. I'm totally not about waiting. Um, that's like the first advice that I would give anyone. You know, a lot of people are like very scared to take the next step in anything that they want to do. But you know, you could fail at something and that's okay. Like failing is what's gonna lead you to the next thing. Right, and I love that because I know so many times in my life I have heard it takes failing to actually have a success. There's no such yeah. thing as a success. Oh, look at that, I'm successful. Yeah. Every failure is what is leading you toward the end goal of success. You know, yeah. So it's easy to get bogged down and feel overwhelmed, oh, but for you sure. got to keep persevering and going for it. Yeah, anytime that I failed, I've definitely like sat there being like, oh my God, like I can't believe that this is happening to me. Like, you know, how am I going to get through this? But... You just have to get up every single day. You get up every single day. You you get dressed. You put your makeup on. You keep it going. And eventually, like, 
everything will will turn around. Will turn, yeah. yeah, it's true. Things things don't last long. I, I see that a lot. Yeah. Think, and unfortunately, it's true for the good too. Things just don't last long. Yeah. You know? And you just got to sort of take things as they come and not be too extreme in either direction. Yeah. Just kind of stay neutral and enjoy the good moments and know that the bad ones will, will go, right? <laughs> yeah. And now, so how many years has it been? So that was when you were 21. So now that we're was, talking about... Now I'm 28. So it's been seven years since I started that. And then since then, I have expanded my business a little bit. Um, I started my company called Eventpire when I was 24, mm-hmm. um, which was just an expansion, um, you know, being a full planner, um, doing production, whatnot, Came off of experience from, I worked in the healthcare industry for a few years right after college doing events and PR. I'm not even going to lie. Like I felt like on top of the world. Like I was just like, I felt like there was no one that could do what I could do, even though there definitely was, but But I felt, I felt like I, I was like. I was the queen of the nursing home industry events. Like that's literally but, you know, how that's I felt. really what confidence is. It's <laughs> not about it's not about really reality as much as how you yeah. feel. Yeah. If you feel good about what you do, there's no stopping you. If yeah. you're gonna do something based on what other people think, then you will be stopped. Yeah. Because there will be someone who makes you feel not so confident, right? Right. But you're saying that you felt it internally. Yeah. I felt like I walked in when I got that job out of college, I remember leaving the office and I was like crying in my car and I like called my mom and I was like there's no way like how could they ever hire me like I have no clue what I'm doing I'm 21 I just graduated college like how could like they hired me at like a really like a good salary with like good benefits they were like gonna pay all my gas they were gonna like pay my cell phone wow, bill. and like cool. I went in there thinking like oh I was so ballsy asking for like what I asked for and then when they gave it to me I was just like oh my god like what are they doing like I can't I can't do this oh, job but you know what Esty, that's what we said before when we were not live. We were saying, like, people believing in you. Yeah. And people, what did we say? Because it was so true. Remember we were saying that before? We were saying how, like, we think back on our life and Mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 the people in our life that, like, somehow, for some reason just took a leap of faith and believed to- in us. Totally. Even when we didn't believe in ourselves. I, and I, we're so grateful for those people. So, oh my, I remember, like, when I, when I left that job, like, I remember being like, oh, my God, like, I can't, like, he was crazy, right? Like, about, like, my old boss and stuff. Like, I was like, he was crazy. What was I doing? Now, I'm like, I'm so thankful for him because he taught me. He One, I have thick skin because of him. I know that. But also, he took this, like, chance on me when, like, I really, like, didn't even know what I was doing. I taught myself that position. I ran with it. And he just let me do it. He let me do my thing that you know what I've taken that now with like every job that I've had and you know what he, the very first he, he gave me confidence that I didn't know yes. that I had so yeah. the very first teaching job that I ever got hired for I had no teaching experience whatsoever I was like you fresh out of college mm-hmm. and here I was saying hire me I'm gonna be a great teacher and they were like well based on what and I was like I'm telling you I'm, I just know <laughs> it and this principal and I've mentioned him before in one of my podcasts because he, I will never forget Mr. Spiliopoulos. I really wish I could have a reunion with him. <laughs> he, for, for some unknown reason, believed in me and hired me and gave me a job as a teacher. And my first day in that classroom, it was like being on a Broadway stage. That's how nervous I was. Yeah. But you know what? He really believed in me. And when I looked at him and I saw how he thought that I was going to be great, I was like, maybe he's right. 
Maybe, yeah. maybe he's right. And I think it's such a, oh, I love it. It's such a great lesson in life, not just to hopefully find someone who believes in you, but you yeah. should believe in other people. Give people yeah. that that confidence I, and that, you know, that belief because you have no idea how it could spark something within them. Yeah. I, I always tell this story because when I sat in that interview, um, I had two, two people who ended up being my bosses and then the owner was like interviewing me for the company and they were like trying to coach me through the interview. And I was like, why are you like coaching me? Like, I guess like they thought he was like so scary. And I was like, okay, like once he came in the room, I saw why they were like coaching me, but like, I didn't know, know why they were doing that before. And he like literally threw a pen across the desk at me and was like, sell me this pen. And I just like went into like this like mode of like, here I am selling this pen and not in a desperate way in like a This is the pen that you're going to use. And if you don't, you're making a huge mistake. And I was like, who am I selling this pen? And after that, like, I just felt like I hit the ground running. And, um, you know, it's just, it's transpired in the rest of my career. And had he not taken a chance on me, I don't know if I would be the person that I am. So that's what's so incredible about people that along the road of our life, and they don't necessarily stay in our life, those right. people. You know, like, I haven't seen Mr. Spiliopoulos now in a very long yeah. time. But I will never forget the way he gave me that chance. And I'll never forget when he called and told me I got the job and I was dancing with my mother in the kitchen. Like, we were <laughs> screaming. She was like, someone hired you? I know. <laughs> you didn't I, have a resume. <laughs> I, I came out. My, my mom was like, well, why are you upset that you got the job? And I was like, I'm not upset. I'm just like, who? Like, what's wrong with them? Like, why would they ever give me this <laughs> You're job? You're like in shock. Because... I wasn't even interviewing for an event position. I went in and I was like, they wanted me for admissions, like for for this healthcare facility. And I was like, no, I don't do that. Like, I was like, I'm an event planner. And like, if you're looking for an event planner, great. And like, if you're not, you're not like, you know, but like, this is it. I was so like, this is what I do. And like, before he knew it, he was hiring an event planner. He had never had one for his company before. And I was just like, oh my God, like you're actually doing this? Like I'm actually going to come work here? Like what? It's such a surreal it feeling. Crazy. I know. But you know, uh, clearly you had something special, which I could see sitting oh. here right now, confidence <laughs> and you're astute and you're well-spoken. So I could see why he believes in you. And he, he made a good choice because it's it was it was the best thing he ever did, I'm sure. You were a great asset to their company, right? You were telling me that you were the best. I mean, <laughs> according I mean, to you. listen, I don't know what he's telling people now, but like I'd like to think that he that he thought I was the best. Um, and you know, if anything, he really, he showed me that I can do exactly what I want to do. And he, he set me up for success in the rest of my endeavors. So, you know, I'll definitely be thankful like for that and for him. Yeah, for for sure. For sure. So Esty, another thing I wanted to ask you about, because we were talking and you had mentioned to me that you've had this, you know, I I don't want to call it a struggle, but something that you've been dealing with on a more private level was something that you had said that, I don't know, I think you said you were around 22 when you had found out that you had some sort of autoimmune disorder, right? right? right. So clearly you're okay, thank yeah, God, you're doing God. well, but yeah. I wanted to know if you could just share, because I know that so many of our listeners, you know, not so many, I would say all, <laughs> all yeah. of our listeners are human, <laughs> and, so, yeah. and so they each are listening and are each experiencing something in their life that is a challenge, you know, and as am I, as, as, as everyone. And so I always want to make sure that when we see somebody like you, you know, on social media, we see this beautiful, successful, Mm self-assured, that it's important that we disclose not just the good, but also the hardships, because that's what makes us human. So I want to know if you could share with us, like when you were 22 and you discovered this disorder, like how you 
tell us about it and also how you navigated suddenly this new difficult part of your life. Right. So, um, actually like, so when I was 11, I found out that I had like this autoimmune disorder, which is called ITP, which stands for idiopathic thrombocytopenia, which, which, (laughs) I know. And most people like have no clue what I'm talking about, but the best way that I can describe it is that it's similar to having, um, lupus. If you've ever like heard what lupus is. I have heard of it. Right. So I had like, instead of like having a blood clot, I had the opposite. So it was more of like, if I got like a paper cut, it like wouldn't stop bleeding or like had very, very bad bruising. And um, I had to go on steroids in order to like fix the problem because that's what fixes the problem. Controls it or fixes it? um, I guess it depends on the person. For me, it like fixed it for... 10 years and then it started again so I'm hoping and praying that like it never happens again but I can't guarantee of course so it happened when I was 11 I went on steroids it controlled it and then I was totally fine and then Christmas 20 I want to say like 2013 Christmas 2013 yeah um it like happened again. Like I had very bad bruising and I like knew something was wrong. Like immediately I knew something was wrong and I went to the doctor and they like thought because I was like 21 that I probably like had a hard night of like partying and like, (laughs) like fell and that's why I had all the bruising. I was like, no, like, trust me. Like, I know that that's you're like, I wish I was home. I was like, I I I wish I could say I was like out partying. Like, (laughs) this is why my body is all bruised up but um and then I ended up in the hospital on Christmas day Mm -hmm. they and like that's like where they like diagnosed me that like I had this autoimmune disorder and I had to go on steroids again and it was like much harder the second time around like when I was 11 it was totally fine like no one would have even known anything was wrong with me like even I didn't feel like anything was wrong with me but the second time around was like much more of a struggle like as an adult hearing that was harder as an adult, hearing it, but also going through it physically, mm-hmm. like, was just a challenge. Like, I would just, I had honestly, like, I had always been, like, pretty, like, fit my whole life. Like, I'm not going to tell you I was, like, working out at the gym every day because I definitely wasn't. But my body was in pretty good shape. And then from steroids, I gained 50 pounds, like, that I couldn't control. Like, I had no choice. Like, this, it's what the steroids were doing. And I was miserable. Like, honestly, I was so miserable because there was nothing I could do. Like, I felt so helpless. And so I got like, up it, every it's, it's crazy because, like, so it wasn't just the fact that now you had this issue and not and the pain and the and the bruising yeah. and you have to be on steroids but you're saying now there was even a side effect of the steroids which affected your physical right you know image which, of yourself which that was like the hardest thing like i'd be like okay i could take the pain i could take the discomfort i could whatever but like i can't take the 50 pounds this and looking like, classic, like i have three classic, classic like woman woman, classic woman woman moment of yes. like just being like vain and being like um excuse me give me the pain take the weight take the weight (laughs) like I'm not like I'm not prepared for 50 pounds on my body like absolutely not that once I got off the steroids I like had a trainer I was like eating right and I like couldn't lose a pound like not a pound I was I, I was so frustrated and mind you I'm like still getting up going to work every day I'm in my first real year of work post college so I like had just graduated college um 
this happens. Like I'm working every day. I also used to cater on the side and like I wasn't doing much of that because physically I just couldn't keep up. Right. Which when you're someone who's used to going, 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 you're not used to being slow. And I'm like, I don't like being slow and it's not, this isn't working for me. And from there, I ended up finding out that I had um, a thyroid-like issue, which could have been from before then, but I didn't know. And is that why you were having a hard time losing weight? That was, yeah, that was why I was having a hard time losing weight. But you know, you're just, when you're describing this to me, so first of all, I want to clarify, because I think I had said, oh, you found out about the autoimmune at 22, but no, it was when you were 11. When I was 11, yeah. And then it was 10 years later that it resurfaced. Yeah. So, but what I want to ask you is, this picture you're describing to me of dealing with so much and you know you could so easily fall into a depression because yeah it's your health it's your physical you know way, the way you look and then it's so much yeah. how did you how did you manage it so that it, you didn't let it like swallow you up and, and get you into, into a state of depression how did you maintain I, your sense yeah. of happiness I think um one like thank god I have like good friendships and like good family in my life like the thank god system. thank god for that yeah Um, and I didn't let it like seem like it affected me because I didn't want anyone treating me differently because I was like, I don't want anyone treating me like I need like special treatment. Like I was going to grad school at night. I was like working during the day. Like I was like very much like busy. So I had so much to keep me busy that like, I didn't have time to like wallow about it. I kind of just had to like get through it. Like during my regular like daily life my schedule changed a little bit you know um where I used to work like a nine to five I worked like a seven to three because I was up so early in the morning but like by three o'clock like I was done for the day Mm -hmm. like I was ready to go home and like rest yes so it was like definitely like a little bit of a change but I truly have to say like and thank god now we're looking like six years ago that this all went on and it was like it was I'd say like a two-year battle between like getting some of the weight off and I'm not even all of the weight off like I'm we're never we're never all the way yeah of course like it's such a such a struggle you know we work on it but like I'm just like thank god I'm okay and I don't have three chins to be honest with you (laughs) like we're down to one and that's okay (laughs) like now you know we just trim you know we trim the rest of the fat as time goes on yes but it's a work in progress (laughs) it is a work in progress but I'm so like I was always so scared. Like, you could have totally said, like, I was a hypochondriac. Like, I used, after, like, like my whole, like, teenage life, I was, like, a hypochondriac. I was, like, always worried something was going to happen to me. So, like, when something happened to me, it was like I was prepared because I always knew something <laughs> like, was going to happen okay, to me. Okay, here we go. I knew this was coming. Like, I was just, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I was, like, I prepared my whole life. Yeah. And, uh. Even waiting for the blood like, to drop. I was, like, this sucks. But it was, like, I was prepared. And I feel like I handled it honestly so gracefully like I thought that that would have totally destroyed me because I was always so scared but it didn't and as much as that was like a very rough time in my life I am kind of fortunate that it happened because now I'm so not afraid of what of Of like of of yeah of like health like factors like I'm like if something happens like I just take care of it Mm -hmm. and like it, it is what it is like I Which is really a, a great way to go through life, really is. I had a really hard time with, like, relinquishing control of things that, like, I couldn't control. And now it's like, of course, this is something that I cannot control. So I've just, like, let go and just 
hoping always hoping like for the best and like praying for the best and you know so as you're mentioning hoping and praying for the best it leads me to the next topic i wanted to discuss with you because you had <laughs> when when we'd spoken a while back you had told me that you've listened to a bunch of the podcasts and yeah and you mentioned in particular one of the podcasts that really like inspired or spoke to you right right and which one was that um your friend nina Okay. So you had said, or she had said, I don't know how you want to say this, but... um, We had said. (laughs) Yeah. That she had gotten married, like, a little bit, like, later in life and, like, started started her family, like, a little bit later, but that she was, like, always so positive, like, throughout that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, like, listening to that, and I was, like, oh, my God, like, I'm glad she was positive. Like, how is she so positive? Like, I need to... I need, like you know, that whole, like, patience is a virtue, like, I definitely don't think I mastered that in any way. Okay, so so you're single. I am single. And obviously, you'd like to be married. I would love to be married. Okay, I mean, and that, I shouldn't say obviously, I'm sure there are people out there that don't want to be married, and that's fine, but generally speaking, yeah, generally speaking, most people are are hoping to get to that next chapter where they could, you know, settle down and start a family. And so we were talking before and you were explaining to me that you've had, you know, you've had those relationships and Mm -hmm. you've been in serious relationships, but you find yourself now single and you're 20, I'm 28, 28, which I told you is so young. But then again, because you know, my my birthday is on Monday and I'm going to be turning 42. So to Mm -hmm. me, when I hear anything that starts with a two, to me, it's so young, but of course, it's all relative. And you know, at your stage and your age, you would like to have that next chapter, right. and you want to be in a committed relationship and start your life. And I understand yeah. that. And so, when I had that conversation with my friend Nina, her positivity—it was not a put on. It is a hundred percent who she is through and through. And what she was saying, and and she really does live by this, which it sounds like you do a little bit too, was living every day to the fullest right. as each day came and not wasting time waiting for something that she believed would come. She truly believed in her heart yeah. it was coming. Yeah. And so she said, I know it's coming. So what am I going to cry now? Like right now I have valuable life that I would like to live. Yeah. So I think that was the way she really navigated that time. And, and, and it's true. I'm not saying she didn't have her moments because we all have <laughs> We all do, yeah. But I spent a lot of time with her at that time when she was going through dating and breakups and she she really was happy, you know. I yeah. mean, so I think that's that's the thing. So for you, how do you feel? Like, do you think keeping busy with work and family, like, is that what you do? Because you told me a lot yeah. of your close friends now do have serious relationships. Yeah, a lot of them are in serious relationships, and like, of course, like <laughs> unpopular. What I'm about to say, some of them are great, some of them are not what I would want for myself, mm-hmm. and. What works for one person doesn't work for someone Absolutely. else. And, you know, sometimes it's, it is hard to sometimes be around your friends when they're always with their boyfriend or whatnot. I'm like, that's great. But like, I don't need to like three wheel you and your boyfriend all the time. Like that doesn't really work for me. So, um, you know, I do hang out with some of my friends that are single because it's nice to like go out with people who are single. And sometimes I do hang out with my friends who are in relationships because all of them are a little bit different as well. So I, you know, no disrespect to anybody in a relationship. And a lot of them are with, you know, really good guys, really good girls that, you know, I, I adore and I adore for them. Um, what I do is I have kept myself so busy with work for honestly as long as I can remember, then now I'm in a little bit of a different place in my life that I don't want to be all work, no play, because that doesn't, that doesn't help 
me meet anyone either. I know, right. So, yeah. That's, that's the thing I think is like that fine line because on the one hand, you're like, keep busy, don't think about totally. that all the time, do what you have to do. Yeah. But on the other hand, yeah, like you do need to be get, putting yourself out there. Yeah. And even though you don't always want to, you have to be accepting those dates because yeah. otherwise how, you know, how, how is it going? you going to, yeah. I think um, one of the best things that I did and it might seem like a little crazy and like a little out there, but... But you're only sharing it with tons of people. I'm only sharing it with everybody, you know, so it's it's fine, you know? It's just between the two of us. It's just between us and the rest of the world. <laughs> so about a year and a half ago, I took like a solo trip, like by myself to Charlotte, North Carolina, like super random. Um, I was like totally entertaining my parents that like I would possibly move there. Um, I got there and... I had like four days of like actual bliss by myself. Like I went to all these restaurants I wanted to go to. There's I like made so friends. There's special about alone, alone time. time. Yeah. And I think that's the be- that is one of the beautiful things, not just about like being single because um, it's not just a single thing. I think about really knowing yourself. And I think that's why I am ready to find the right person because I've spent a bunch of years now really getting to know who I am and what I want. And do you think that someone who let's say has that time to really get to know themselves will, will make a better decision in a life partner possibly because they're so sure about who they are. So they know what they need in someone else. Yeah. I had this conversation with someone actually the other day. Um, and they dated someone throughout high school and college. And I dated someone throughout high school and college. And, you know, we're both not with those people anymore. And we were having this conversation about how, you know, who you are at 17 is not who you are at 27. So, I mean, listen, you have friends who marry their high school sweetheart and it works. And and, they grow together. And they grow together. Absolutely. But I think in my case... And I guess also in this person's case, but I'm not really too sure. But in my case, you know, he, it's not that he meant to hold me back. He didn't mean to, but he did. And I really truly became myself and who I wanted to be and go after everything that I wanted to go after when I was no longer with him. And had I still been with him now at 28, I don't know if I would have accomplished the things that I have accomplished. I don't know if I would have really set out in my career the things that I have or, you know, bought the apartment that I wanted to because I probably would have been waiting for us to get a place together. And so now I've had five years almost in this apartment where I've like lived on my own. And And just by the way, I love this apartment. And I know that (laughs) our listeners can't see it, but it's so like cozy and and just... (laughs) comfortable and I love how this table is set up against the window and Mm -hmm. I really do see your flair for fashion and your flair for like that whole party planning vibe because this has got a great vibe going on oh thank you I appreciate it yeah so it's just been one of those one of those things but it took me years to really realize that it took me a long you know for a while like I was upset about like the ending of that because I was like oh my god like I'm going to date somebody else. Like, how am I going to date somebody else? Like, I'm going to, like, be intimate with somebody else. Like, and I, that's, that's such a, that's a whole other broad topic. But, like, you know, I was one of these girls and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm, I can't do that. Like, I can't be intimate, like, with all these people, which I'm still like that. I still can't. But I was just like, how am I, how am I going to do that? Like, how am I going to, like, go out there and, like, meet other people? Like, no one's going to give me that same feeling that, that he gave me. And, like, the truth of the matter is, there are a lot of other guys 
that will give me that feeling like a million times better of like really accepting me and like loving me for exactly who I am. But I guess there just hasn't been the guy Mm -hmm. to do that just yet. Just yet. (laughs) Yeah. But I just love what you said because the truth is it's that it's all about your perspective and the way that you're finding that silver lining in all of your experiences. You're saying, I would not have probably done that and I may not have had that. Like, it's so easy to put everything in a negative spin. It really is. You can go through life always thinking like, I don't have what I need. I want more. I need this. It's the next big thing that I need. Oh, I need to meet the right guy. Or you can go through life the way you just described, which is you know what, I'm grateful that I was able to do that and I'm grateful yeah. to be where I am. And and that gratefulness is the key because that gratefulness will allow a person to enjoy each and every phase and stage without having to constantly think about what's right. coming that's going to bring me happiness. Who says something's coming that's going to bring us happiness? Yeah. Why can't we just be happy right now? You yeah. know? And I think that's the lesson for anyone and everyone, no matter what their struggle. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not about something's going to come that's going to, you know, like a magic wand and <laughs> abracadabra and I'm suddenly going to be happy. No. no. If you want to well, be happy, be happy right now. And that's, that's honestly, that's part of the problem with society. People are like, well, when I'm, you know, when I buy that apartment, that's what's going to make me happy. When I, when I have that car I want, that's what's going to make me happy. When I have that ring on my finger, that's what's going to make me happy. And I recently send th- said this to my mom. I was like, you know, here I, like, I don't want to be that person that's always waiting to be happy. Like, I, like, I can't wait on you know, not just like a man, but like, I can't wait on like the fact of marriage, like as to complete me, like I'm very much complete. A hundred percent. And you know what else? And this is something that Nina just recently said to me. She was reminding me and reminiscing about her single days. And she said, one of my biggest pet peeves was feeling the need to defend myself to people that I'm actually happy. She goes, people just assumed that I was unhappy because I was single. She said, and I would have to like be defensive. Like, like, I swear, I'm happy. And she's like, it was yeah. so frustrating. Like, why did I have to do that? Like, yeah. why do people assume I'm unhappy? She's like, I knew many married people that were unhappy. Right. Do, oh, do, they, totally. have to defend, do they have to defend totally. themselves and be like, I'm in a happy marriage? Totally. No. Why yeah. is the stereotype of like, if you're married, you're probably happy. If you're married, you're happy. And if you're single, you're not. I know. And, and sometimes, like, even I have, like, moments of, like, weakness like that, too, where I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, because, you know, we all see social media. And this is the problem with social media. It's like, people only put out there what they want you to see so you know the happy moments in their marriage the happy moments like like of them traveling of this of that of you know picture perfect yeah graduation you know all these things and it's like no one's putting on there when you're like no one's putting on the 50 pound weight weight gain with the three chins. You didn't from post Sarah. that on your no, Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I was dying to show off my bloated face, but like, I was just like, you know what? Maybe I'll just save this. Yeah. You know, I'll just save right. it for later. No, um, yeah, no, no one's posting when they're like, oh, I had to go to therapy today because I was like right. really feeling down. Right. Nobody, you know, no one is ever posting. And you that. should know, Esty, that that's why I started giving seminars because. I started seeing so clearly that everyone is a little bit delusional of thinking that everyone is happier than they are. Yeah. And that's also why I wanted to start this podcast. I was like, even in my own life, when I would feel miserable, I felt so alone in my misery. I was like, nobody else experienced. And you know why I felt that way? Because I wasn't sharing my misery with anyone. Yeah. And nobody was sharing it with me. And just remember, misery loves company. (laughs) It's true. But I I meant it more in a positive way because that quote, you know, connotates negativity. I meant it more like... If we understood that we are all more alike than we are different in our struggles, right? Right. We all go through the same difficulties. We all strive. We all hope. We all we all 
fail, we all get up again. If we understood that, we would take the punches with more stride because we'd be like, okay, you know, like, I'm not the only one and this too shall pass and it's all normal. And so it's so important to like open people's eyes to that, to the idea that like, just just enjoy whatever lot you have. Doesn't right. mean you shouldn't aspire. Doesn't mean like you said you still got to get out there. You still got to go. get out there. Still got to put myself out there. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I think for me is I've had a very hard time in my life, like surrendering, right, and just letting like God do the work that He needs to do, and like me take a back seat and be like, hey, like you can't control this. God is going to put whoever in your path at the right time and the right job at the right time. And but don't you believe in that? Look at your own life. Right, don't yeah. Don't you see how you met yeah. that boss? And even I our, met, even I met our that friendship. Boss. Like, yeah. The fact that we're sitting here together. Yeah. That's not random. No. This definitely is, not. And, and people come into your life at certain times. Like when, you know. Right. When it's meant to be. Yeah. And, and faith, I think. Faith is a big part. Faith is a big part. Um, and I just had like. That was, like, some of, like, my struggles. Like, I felt like I did all these things so early in life. Like, I was, like, I started the business. I had my career. I finished college early. I finished grad school. Like, I, like everything on the checklist, like, I added to the checklist that I didn't even think was possible. That I was just, like, okay, I've done all these things. Like, we're ready now. Like, l- like and, chop, and, chop. And and we, isn't it funny how we have this juvenile um idea that like everything's gonna go according to our plan oh i'm gonna yeah. do this and then i'm gonna do that and then when oh, things don't go when things don't go according to so the plan devastating. Uh, i i used to like really have like a hard time like adjusting like mm-hmm. i'd be like okay like i adjusted the plan right like i'd be like okay i'm gonna be married by 25 i'm gonna have kid number one by 30 and now i'm like i'm 28 right and like i was just like oh my god like but what about the plan? Like, 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 why is God not yeah, going according right. to my plan for myself? And then myself? what we need to do is we need to adjust the plan and say, yeah. well, maybe that wasn't the plan. Maybe right. that was like, that was one script, but maybe there's other scripts. Yeah. You know, because we write our own script. You know, I don't mean to sound yeah. trite, but we do. We write our own we script do. and there's no one book and one recipe for all humanity. So right. just because we thought that recipe worked for somebody else, apparently my recipe is going to be different. But it's going to be just as delicious. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to make it, and I'm going to make it, make it work and make it good for me and make myself happy. Yeah. And I think that whatever is, is truly meant to be will happen. I mean, I do know, like knowing my life and, and whatnot, I know what I want and I know what, what I should, what I should have. And I feel like letting go and especially in 2020 that's like my motto this year is that like I'm letting go and like I'm just surrendering and I'm taking more time for myself and I'm like you know I'm definitely like a workaholic but I've like cut back not for like a normal person but like for me Mm -hmm. and you know taking a little time and like you know if that means like I'm off on a Monday and I laid on this couch and I caught up on Bravo shows and I cleaned my apartment instead of like working on something that's okay. Absolutely. Like, that's totally and normal. That's, really, that's, like, I think probably the best advice for everyone listening is just let, yeah. it, let it go. Let like, it go. Whatever, whatever your struggle is, whatever you're dealing with privately or publicly or on a personal level, whatever that struggle may be, just to have faith and to just let it go, which means you didn't forget, you're not in denial, right? but you are allowing things to run the way they're supposed to, and you're just going to do your best to maintain a sense of happiness. Right? Yeah, that's really it's the only healthy thing that that we can do. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, you are really, really an amazing, wonderful Aww. person. You really are. Well, and I could tell you that 
I mean, this podcast <laughs> is going to be publicizing your your talent, your 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 you know your business, but more than that, just what a phenomenal, sincere, you know, honest person you are, and I think you're a very motivating person because, oh. listen. <laughs> Like I said before, we all have something. And so to look at somebody like you who seems so successful and so self-assured and so beautiful and to find out that, oh, look at that. She's a regular human being who has <laughs> challenges and difficulties like the rest of us. I think that's a really great message for everyone out there. So thank you. Oh, thanks, Donna. Thanks, I really appreciate you. you having me on your podcast. This is the first one I've ever done, like ever. Well, you were, pre- you were really oh. great. I have to tell you, you really were. It's kind of funny because um, my friends will listen to this and have a good laugh because I've been talking about the fact that I'm going to do a podcast for like two years. Like, my, like it was, <laughs> Wow, I'm so honored. <laughs> yeah, that I'm, that I'm going to do this. And I was like, oh, like I was going to do one on like pop culture and like dating and all this. And it was supposed to be funny. And it was, I was doing it with two of my guys friends from college it ended up falling through but like our video footage like was actually very funny um it just didn't work out and then I was like oh I'm gonna do one like on the wedding industry which I will still probably do but just haven't gotten to yet so this is the my first experience ever doing anything like this well I have to tell you a (laughs) I am honored and b you did great Uh, you really did so thank you so much for doing this and maybe we'll do another one. Yes, definitely. You never know. So fun. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of The Good Sign. I look forward to speaking with you guys again next week. And until then, enjoy your week, enjoy every day and let it go. And remember, life is a ride. So don't forget, enjoy those ups, enjoy those downs and everything in between.